0: Welcome back to The Change Physician. I'm Melissa Cady, the challenge doctor, with my co-host from the West Coast, Dr. Kevin Kikaro, for uh, a conversation on can we be more fun or how can we be more fun? (laughs) We just decided to just start off with something about being more fun, and we just paused and looked at each other and like, yeah, let's just start an episode. So um, I think that's the dilemma. You know, You think about podcasts out there, and you're either being educated, entertained, you know, those are like the top two things. and
1: Or, or educated and entertained, edutainment.
0: Yes, but. and so it's some combination usually. That's probably what people want the most, if they can learn but have a good time at the same time. Um, and I think this all came about because they're talking about introverted versus extroverted and topics. Well, no,
1: actually, you specifically said as well, we are asking, like, what would, you, like, talk what would you, you talk about? If someone said, you know, talk about something interesting, what would you talk about? Yeah. And then you were pushing me and you were like, well, what would you say like a dinner party or something? And I was like, I don't know because most of the stuff I find super boring and i <laughs> um, are like, well, maybe we need to be more fun. Right. So, <laughs> and, and so, I, I think that becomes, that is a, that, that is a dilemma. Right. I think um, you're like, I crave interesting conversation. Yeah. I think, and that's, I think is an issue. Mm-hmm. And as you start learning and learning more, to have an interesting conversation becomes more difficult, particularly if you have not the good mindset, like, um, like one of the strengths of my wife is she's curious. Like Mm -hmm. we will go out with people and she um, not necessarily, I don't want to say like, it sounds like interrogating, but she just gets very interested in what they have to say. And she'll learn all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and just be very open to being curious where I am not nearly as open and, um i hate small talk like i and i know what the point of it is but man i just I, like i don't care like i barely care about sports there's a little bit sometimes i might be interested in like right now there's this pack 12 issue with all those traders that are leaving and uh and we hate them all because the beavers are the best and they still stayed strong but um Anyway, I I but I don't want to talk about that. And I don't really necessarily like, oh well, how is the weather? Like the weather is outside and I don't really, <laughs> you know, it's hot. Yay, whatever. But but interesting conversation to me is is more full philosophical discussion. I'm really interested in um, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm interested in neuroscience. I'm interested in how how the brain activates. I'm kind of interested in how we construct our realities and there's not a lot of people that are interested in that or at least have or at least are interested in such a way that we can have like a meaningful conversation if that makes any sense. yeah, and so yeah. it becomes very challenging um and then I don't I, I you know for hobbies and things like i don't I don't really drink a lot um I'm not a I mean I've been into wine at one time and I'm not really because I don't drink it anymore and you yeah. so then you're like, well, what the hell do you talk about? i don't know what do you talk about when you go out with people
0: um you know what i've noticed is i i tend to surround myself with other people who tend to be really funny Mm. it takes i think it takes and i don't i wasn't like cognitively doing this like i didn't seek out i need to go find a fun person i think many humans are naturally gravitating towards people like that my husband it is extremely funny and can be a lot of fun to be around and um so it in surprise surprise and marrying him um it obviously helps that he loves me um and so <laughs> and it's mutual but we're very much yin yang um i'm spock he's kirk um so it's at least that's our yin yang description um but I kind of follow the lead of a lot of people who are funny. I'm really good. I I feel like I have a really good sense of humor. And so it doesn't mean I'm necessarily making other people laugh. Um, If I make people laugh, it's because I'm goofy or I'm kind of a weird combination of nerdy, trying to like play on words and that kind of stuff, but not because I'm genuinely the storyteller. In fact, um, if my husband and I were you know, had to save our lives by having a good story, it would not be me doing it. (laughs) So, um, my husband would definitely be the storyteller. Uh, he's just, uh, he's got a natural knack for it. Um, and it doesn't even, it's not even like a, it it almost just exudes out of like, it's not overthought. It just kind of is part of his personality. Um, I think if I try, I'm, I'm trying too hard and it just doesn't come out, as genuine um, as he, you know, does it. But um, I think that when you have a, f- a couple people like that in an environment, even if there's some people that are a little bit introverted, I mean, there's an extroverted part of me for sure, but um, it's easier for that to flow and you bounce off each other and it just kind of becomes a really organic process. But um, I consider myself and you we're very much have a, a big introverted part of ourselves. And so I think we both I enjoy meaningful conversations too. I used to have extreme social phobia and anxiety about being around big groups of people and me being a focus of attention. It, I would start overthinking the words coming out of my mouth, which is ironic because professionally I really enjoy and feel very comfortable and have a lot of confidence in doing presentations. I still get nervous just like anyone else, but I feel compelled that there's so much more meaning behind what I'm trying to offer the world. Like I'm serving, I'm, I feel like that's the priority. So I can overcome those social fears. Um, and sometimes I can play off stuff and I can make the, the audience laugh occasionally, but I wouldn't say that I'm like the funnest person to be around per se when I'm in work mode. Cause I'm, I take things so seriously. Sometimes it's hard for me to like relax because I'm, I, I take my job so seriously, I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, And it's really, you know, my husband and I have had this conversation. It's like most, many people out there don't really truly know me because I don't um, open up in the way where people, it's like, they have a hard time understanding me because I can be so robotic in what I'm doing and just take care of business and not be emotional about it. That it's hard for a lot of people that are not like that to relate to me. So um I'm going down a tangent from what you asked because it's those actually those meaningful small conversations with people that are out of the work environment that help people connect with me and then it becomes easier to have fun with those people. So I don't know if that all makes sense um but just to walk in a room and be the the life of the party and fun like that's just not usually how it works with me
1: well and i i, I were thinking, like how could we be more fun i, I was just kind of thinking about that because you're basically what you're saying is um you the, the you need a more small intimate setting to get to know the people before you open up and have more fun
0: well i think or- it just it's just people, I think when people feel more like at ease with you, more relaxed, that organic like fun and stuff can happen more easily. But if you walk into an air of like like seriousness, I think, you know, unless it's just your natural inclination to be like the clown or be funny or whatever, it's it's hard for that to develop from people that are not always like that. Um, it's where you're feel safe, like you said, in other conversations and comfortable. And that stuff can happen more easily. Um, obviously, funny things that just happen in front of you and you react to that's different. But, you know, to be more fun in general, I need to be out of the work environment. <laughs> that's one thing I know for sure. Um, but to be more fun in, in this, um, you know, I I honestly think that we intersperse occasionally some funny stuff just, just naturally between us because we're, you know, we've been working with each other for several years already in this podcast. But I think a lot of people in the change physician community or someone just passing by, they want to relate to us and understand, I feel like they're, heard and that we get their challenges or issues, or maybe we're talking about stuff that no one is really talking about, or they're not comfortable, or they never really put it into words. And I've talked to someone recently, I didn't realize how much she was listening to our podcast and said so she really enjoys our conversations. And so I think it really, I feel the value in our, our podcast is more from a um, inspiration, uh, maybe a little bit of education but just um kind of some vindication or acknowledgement of of the struggles that other physicians you know have um and not feeling alone. So that's what I I feel like. So yeah, I think I mean I'd love to be more fun but I can't really change who I am and you know do you have any words of wisdom there
1: how to be more fun? <laughs>
0: well you're asking me i'm gonna throw it back at you
1: well i guess what i got out of what you're talking about is really is that on the podcast we we keep it real (laughs) and so maybe that's why people listen and yeah uh, and not not necessarily on the topic of of how to how to make it more fun or whatever but from a podcast standpoint i do think we we don't tend to sugarcoat things i don't think And we train to try to be much more realistic. I'm not sure if any of that is super, super fun. Maybe we take the fun out of things by just telling the truth. Um, but no suspense? <laughs> no no, no suspense. But I'd be you know, I, I from a fun standpoint on how to be more fun, I think it's, uh, You mentioned there's certain people that come in and can be almost like this nexus of conversation. Mm-hmm. and i think it's important to realize whether or not you are that nexus or next i next i whatever um next. i am not a nexus i don't think maybe i, I mean i'm, I'm curious because what we perceive ourselves to be may be completely different than what other, other people perceive us to be but i can think off the top of my head some of my friends that were very much this kind of nexus and they and and they were people that um that sort of built the room. And I almost picture like them as being this node that all these little things would come out of. And I always did better with a good next eye. <laughs> when I was in college, there were certain people that if you went out with them, you're, you're probably going to have a good time. Um, because the dynamic was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think, for, from for how to be more fun, is being able to exit your comfort zone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think some of the hardest time is in a mixed group where there's people I know and people I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think it's almost better when if everybody doesn't know each other. Yeah. I actually like that a lot yeah. more than anything, unless it's a close group of you know, unless it's people that I do know and we have like, like a close group. Of, I, I it's like the extremes. I want everybody not to know each other or i want to be in a group of people that i can actually sit down and have a conversation with and enjoy it you know yeah. and um that i think is 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 more fun and the reason i i kind of wonder about that group of when people don't know anybody there's literally no expectations
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so nobody knows who you are you're not carrying any baggage you don't know who they are and it just be it's very it's very freeing i don't know if yeah. If anybody has never done this, like literally you, you go to an event, not a medical event because those usually suck and they're boring yeah. and they're <laughs> but if you go to something else like uh again, these are mostly like these kind of businessy ones where they're up uh, a conference and they have speakers and whatever and you don't know anybody and you go to and everybody's there actually wanting to meet so the environment is different, yeah, and that is super fun. I still have communication with people I've met at conferences ten years ago. And um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I find that to be fun. I would love to see that to be, you know, increasing fun. How do you do that on a normal day-to-day basis? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Like how do people, how do people construct environments where they can have this connectivity and fun with others in a not, it may not be possible on a day-to-day basis, but how do you do it long-term? Mm-hmm. When, you know, the whatever job you're in, we tend to be at physicists, kind of get isolated, uh, you know, rather than, you know, we have our own little practice groups and things. Um, there is sort of this lack of connection in a lot of things. You know, how do we, how how do you kind of foster that? And I would be very curious if there's a listener out there that has a good tool set for it. You know, what was your... I haven't answered this. So I'm just going to answer it. I'm going to ask you first, but I, I know I have my own for this is what was your favorite practice environment in, or your favorite work environment that you ever worked in?
0: Academics.
1: When you were in residency or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because I, I felt uh, well, and I was fresh out too. It just gave you an opportunity to like have all the dynamics of working and learning as a team versus ice in a solo isolated situation like in private practice today like i feel like your brain is always like you're always constantly keeping it up to date versus like getting down to the minimal needs of what you need to know so yeah it just felt like teamwork it felt like a team thing like sports and you know it has like in the trenches together it just really builds connection a lot tighter
1: yeah, yeah. it's funny you said that cuz the first thing when you when you're saying that teamwork that was the reason i went in anesthesia one of the reasons i went in anesthesia Mm -hmm. is I was coming off my um, internal medicine months as a third year and I hated it like with a passion and ended up in the OR and loved it because it seemed like a dance and there seemed to be like collegiality. Now, granted, that's not always the case and particularly in a private practice setting, but at the time I found it very attractive. But without a doubt, my favorite practice environment that I've ever been in, in fact, it was the favorite place I've ever worked was in the Navy. And our uh, the clinic that we had in the navy um, this was the pain clinic there, and there was a number of us, it, they were just the best. Like, uh, they were almost all guys, there was one um senior captain, and she wasn't there as much as we were. And uh, but it, man, it was just like kind of, and I, I think what made it so much fun is that we we could we could interplay and joke off of each other. It was. It was just like being, this is going to sound horrible too. It's like, it's like, like living in the dorms with, you know, your, your good friends, like because in the dorms, it's, you need know, you get your first time to step a lot out of time and around each people other. and you're spending your time. And, um, it was just fun, man. I just, we had the, the office, we all were in the same office. So they had the f- three or four computers set up. So you would go and see your patients, but come back, but there wasn't, there was no walls and so we would literally talk back and forth, you know, bitch and complain or say this or that, or, you know, whatever. And it was, um, it was just the best, like it was yeah. the absolute best. And I and I say that as it's a weird thing because I work from home a hundred percent remote. It's just me. I, um, love being able to work from home, 100, you know, being just me, but I absolutely a hundred percent miss that camaraderie, you know, yeah, I do too. I think at this stage in my life, I'm not sure if I would ever still want to drive someplace and have to be in an office when I can commute 10 feet. But uh man, it was, it was those kind of those are the kind of environments I like. Is you're with people and you again you you have a relationship with them in such a way where you feel safe and you can then have these conversations. We had some pretty some killer conversations, I have to say. Uh, I learned a ton at that job about all sorts of stuff. Um, I don't know. And I, I think we're a, yeah. I'm a little off topic on how to be more fun, but I just, <laughs> that's a place I had a lot of fun when I was in practice.
0: Yeah, well, you know what made, I wrote some notes down. I mean, there's a commonality y'all have and what you're pursuing and doing that, that helps and you have frequency um, and there's a lot of learning going on in that environment. And I was just thinking about, you know, your wife enjoying learning about people and, and the thing that um, it's, when you think about travel, meeting new people, there's all this like novelty, there's, and there's learning going on, but in a different kind of learning, not your, you know, science and talking about neuroscience, stuff like that, but you're learning about, you know, you're seeing new things, you're meeting new people, and these people have stories, and it, It's always fascinating to learn these new stories if you're curious, like your wife is, and you never know when those people could become great long-term connections too, but there's the novelty, the learning, there's excitement with all of that, and when you can put it in an environment where there's repetition and frequency... And then you have a common thread, maybe you're you know, a mother and you have another person's mother, like you never know what that common thread might be, or maybe your values and, and things you learn over time from being around these people. Initially, it is uncomfortable in a new environment because you don't know anybody, but you have to be curious enough or have enough will to put yourself in that discomfort temporarily to acknowledge that there are going to be these benefits a lot of times when you start connecting as people feel more comfortable and they see you more. And then eventually you have those small talk conversations and then boom, there might be a new friendship there. And we had talked on the Saturday salutations recently about, I was going to go pursue maybe doing some dancing uh, in these classes, kind of like a workout class, but it's just dancing. And I think to myself, that's how, that's one of those steps that helps with tying yourself to another community that you may or may not fit well in, you don't know until you do it, and all these different people from different walks of life are gonna be there, and it's not gonna be just all medical people, so this is a perfect example of you know you're learning novel new dance moves each time, novel new people each time you're doing the thing you actually say you love doing, but you're not doing because you don't go to the you know the clubs at night anymore in downtown, like you've gotta create in a different environment, so um. As much as you like, especially post-pandemic, there's a tendency for people to just withdraw and like they've gotten the routines of being at home and not being around people. Um, I want to rebranch. And so I think for people that want to have more fun, you you know, I'm I'm not the expert at it, but I would say I have struggled with, you know, recreating or re- you know, living some hobbies or creating new ones at times. Um, but you have to, you have to like go out there and explore. And you gotta put yourself in a, a learning or novel environment with new people. Um, and if you are really introverted and you want to, you know, expand yourself a little bit, find, you know, you can find an art thing. You go paint and you can kind of introvert yourself a little bit there, but you're surrounded by people, but you're they're not expecting you to talk to everyone. But spontaneously, organically, things can happen. You might hit off a conversation with one person. Um, so anyway, that that would be my you know, when you think about being more fun or having more fun, I guess that's the question, but you have to, you have to create, I mean, being fun by yourself, I guess that's keeping yourself occupied, but it really requires connections and people. So you're going to have to find a place to, you know, get comfortable with other people so that you can have more fun. And where there's not a lot of stress, <laughs> You know what I mean, that's that's what I can think of. What are you making little faces for?
1: Well, I, I was just thinking about that, like having fun by yourself versus with other people.
0: I and can I th- always have fun by myself.
1: Yeah, right? you know, because I, I was thinking, like sometimes I have my I, have, I I entertain myself quite good, you know. And I'm uh, <laughs> I think we think we're funny, right? Yes. Yeah, so of course we think we're funny, and um, I don't know, I'm just like doing weird stuff. But the difference is when having fun by yourself. I think is, I always want to have the need then to share it with somebody. And when you don't have, you don't have anybody to share it with or whatever you're having fun with, nobody's interested with, then it doesn't seem quite as fun anymore as compared to a group. But I, I it just made me think about that for a while. Cause you were like, Oh yeah, I don't know if we can have fun by ourselves as much. And like, I have fun by myself, but when you'd have something I'm like, okay, let's say you were a fisher or a fisherman and you love to go out fishing and that can be very solitary and you go out fishing. And then you have a really great time fishing. Mm-hmm. I think most people are going to want to come home and tell somebody about it mm-hmm. maybe not but i think so well um, even if you
0: don't if you want to go have that fun by yourself there's a really important part to that you're intentional and you're scheduling it
1: well you're intentional and in scheduling but you're still by yourself I'm, what i'm kind of wondering yeah. is if when we have fun do we have is the need to share in there as well I feel like I have a need to share. Like I, I, think that's one of the things I would be missing is if I'm doing something fun and I'm done with myself, and and then maybe no really nobody asks about it or no, and I or I initiate a conversation and people aren't as interested in that. I think that um, I think I like the sharing aspect would make it more fun. So no, yeah.
0: Plenty of people that never share and they're fine with that, but I know
1: I it's kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: well, maybe I'm
1: because I'm but maybe they're I'm I'm like an, technically an ambivert, so I'm kind of wondering if that has something to do with wanting to that share that aspect. You see, this is how my brain works, people. Is then I start doing these questions and I'm wondering, wondering. And the first thing I want to do is like, what's the difference on how the need to share and what's the not the need to share and what is there any is the psychological data on that and what kind of kind of core thing on that is well, it's like because, you're reliving it. Well, or there, if there's a fundamental need to share, why is that? Like why why would we need to share if the experience in and of itself is satisfying?
0: Maybe you're curious if other people are interested or like the same thing? Or is it just to make yourself feel better? You did something
1: important. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe there's some importance thing. Maybe ego. Maybe it's an ego. So maybe my need to feel like I'm sharing something that's totally ego. <laughs> If anyone be. wants to
0: chime in, feel free to leave a comment. <laughs> we're we're just dissecting out fun, uh which probably makes fun. it less fun, but um but I think all of us can agree that we all want to have fun and if we're in the drudgery and 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 of the routine, the monotonous, it can really steal away our energy um from our relationships, from our quality of life, um you know, all those things. So I think I think it's really important that we need to have speaking of which we always talk about pain stuff I feel like learning to have fun creating fun being part of fun like it's really 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 important um to help with people having I would call it wellness I mean laughing and having a good time with people and great connections we know how incredibly important that is in fact this is one of the last things I wanted to bring up is that I think Netflix came out with some Blue Zones docuseries.
1: Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the advertising for it. I haven't watched it yet. But
0: yeah, Corey and I, Corey had already saved it before I told him about it. And so we're going to watch it at some point. So maybe we should report on that once we uh watch it.
1: Yeah. It'll, I mean, we've talked about Blue Zones before. Um...
0: Yeah. But there might be something in there that
1: well, I think it's. I, I it well just before on on a um, salut one of our Saturday salutations, which you can, when we do the live Facebooks, we t- we're talking about um, common themes, right? And I and I think that's one of the things about about any of this stuff is there's 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 probably some simplicity to having fun that it gets over complexified. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and some people are like, a "What are you talking things- about fun for?" you just have fun. And I was like, well, sometimes you just don't have fun. Or maybe you kind of move to a place where you lost where that little fun thing is. Yeah. Um, But usually they're kind of like simple things like in your kid, like riding a bike. That was fun. Uh, Playing hide and seek. That was fun. Actually, it'd probably be fun now. In fact, if we should do... (laughs) like i you know i I was my my uh, adult hide and seek (laughs) oh my god you know i um there there were some groups i i I feel like this was actually happening here because my son started doing um they were playing some of these hide and seek games. my son's in college and they were these you know with all these things they organize groups or whatever and and they're kind of hide and seek variants like infected where it's like a tag game and you turn you know then everybody's zombie running around everything like that, but um I swear, I I'm almost positive I saw like some posts about like adults who were doing this, like to play, like literally tag, and and these things that we used to do as kids. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? That could have been well, you know, I think actually because they were like in their 20s or early 30s. I'm like, they probably don't want some 50 year old guy coming out and saying, "Oh, I want to play." <laughs> sardines,
0: <laughs> <is this> <laughs> sardines
1: was the best. Oh my god, we used to have so much fun playing sardines. Um. But yeah, I guess maybe when, as we get older, some of those simple pleasures we need to be being bracked more. Yeah. yeah. Who says well, you can't play sardines when you're 50? Jeez. Well, who
0: says, you know, a uh, husband and wife that don't have children can't go do all the, you know, watch the children's movies and children, you know, stuff out there? Like, oh,
1: yeah, you can sing Frozen. You should be able to sing Frozen just, just <laughs> as much as anybody else. Yeah, uh, I don't
0: know about that. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of the, like even like animal park stuff, like we're like the only ones that are like not there with, you know, don't have kids. You know, a lot of these times when we travel, we go to a lot of these, you know, zoos and other things. Oh. And it's just, it's just keeps you in touch with some, you know, I don't know, things that make you smile and make you appreciate things. And, and I just freaking love, especially the little marmoset monkeys and have them all run all over you. I mean, it's just so damn cool. Um so yeah, speaking of which, I think that picture right there, I got a marmoset monkey on my head. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you can even see that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Tasmanian devil, on my, marmoset monkey, and then a, oh God, what was the name of that little um, bear it's looking thing? Bear Like cat a red panda kind of, kind of a panda, thing. Red panda, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So well, I was yeah. just thinking.
1: if We talked about having like a our own change position event. I'm like, we can have a change position event, and we can have adult games like tag, hide and seek,
0: animal uh, encounters, animal <laughs> encounters. <laughs> <laughs> of the best kind.
1: Yeah, that'd be funny. Of the yeah. whole, we can you know there could be the Shark Tank, and then there could be the Marmoset, whatever, or the Butterfly yeah. Room. I don't know, but yeah, it'd be fun.
0: Hey, you know. You don't need to worry about kids running around and all that stuff,
1: but... Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, any last uh, comments before you take us out?
1: Well, not a whole lot because I'm not exactly sure what we sure we've we covered here. Accomplished, and accomplished or, or figured out, but um, what are your strategies for fun, whoever you are? How have you maintained having fun as you get older? Are there any hints or strategies that you would want to spread for those of us who seem to be deficient in the fun gene? Um, you can always email me directly at Dr. Kevin at the the change physician.com. I, if I'll share them, if you want me to share them, but if you just have something (laughs) specific, you know, let me know. I could use it. Uh, And until next time, stay well.